This is your Other Brothers Podcast. Welcome, friends, to your other brother's podcast, Navigating Faith, Homosexuality, and Masculinity Together from the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. My name is Tom, and I am so glad you're here for this epic, epic episode. From the city of forts, let's go there first. It's our other brother, Jacob. What's up, Jacob? Hello. It is good to be here and feels really good to be introduced second. I know. That's never, ever happened. <laughs> it wow. happened once. On, it was filled with honor. It happened once on accident, I think. But other than that, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. Good to have you, Jacob. With a lovely striped sweater, may I add. I quite like oh, that thank on you. you. It's very nice. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, joining us from the City of Wind, it's another Baranowski. It's the Baranowski double shot. It's our other brother, Nate. What's up, Nate? Hello. It is... It does not feel great to be announced third behind my brother. <laughs> Sometimes your but brother I'm happy to be here. takes more of the limelight than you. You just have mm, to deal with that. That's my life. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't about you guys because we've had we've had you guys on the show multiple times before. It's good to have two Baranowskis, but I will bring my own Zuniga with me to counteract, to bring balance to the force. It is my brother from the city of choo-choos or one choo-choo actually You're, <laughs> it's, my, <laughs> it's my brother andy what's up Man, andy you really just fumbled your way through that huh first of <laughs> all it's chattanooga it's the, 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 the scenic city. city oh the scenic oh, city I didn't know scenic that's city the city of choo-choos wait no city of one choo you only get one choo-choo hello brother Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Andy. This is already off to a great start because longtime Yobcast listeners will know this is not Andy's first go around on the Yobcast. However, sure isn't. In the modern era, the modern era of the Yobcast, Andy, you are technically making your debut appearance. You've been on a few, a few convo casts along with Nate and Jacob. So, so readers, huh. listeners rather, can go back into the archive and rediscover who you are if they're like, who is this? But but um, most notably, you are, Andy, you are the voice of this show. This is the voice of this podcast with your host <laughs> <There it is. laughs> from every city in the world. It's Andy. From the choo-choo. It's me. Are you broadcasting from the choo-choo right now? I'm assuming yes. you're in the choo-choo. Yes. As you can see by my surroundings, I am in the choo-choo right now. I'm in the the. the padded cell flag section of the choo choo. It's good to have you, Andy. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Andy, do people on the street, this is what I've always wanted to know, do people on the street come up to you when they hear you, like when you're ordering something and they're like, wait a minute, I know that voice. You're the brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I just how many times, burger. ballpark, ballpark, how many times you get that a week? Let's, let's, uh, let's figure out your life, a snapshot of Andy's life. Well, Honestly, it's, it's, 
it's tough to confine. Um, most people just hear my voice and they're like, ow, how does anyone sound like that? I mean, it's clearly, remarkable. clearly you're in the podcast biz. And I said, just intros, pal. That's all I can <laughs> do. I'm really, I'm really sad. I feel like the world's missing out on the Andy podcast. Like we need that. Um, Nate, you have your hand raised. What do you have to yes, say? I do. <laughs> I need to jump in for just a second. I of know course. I'm just the third person to be introduced here, but I have to <laughs> ask just because Andy's voice is so stinking good. Mm. Andy, would you be able to tear us, uh, tear us? Would you be able to tear us off a piece of like some sports announcing or some a video game mm-hmm. uh, tournament announcing just so I could hear a little slice of what it would sound like? Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, ladies Everyone and sit gentlemen. Back and relax. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for your Philadelphia Eagles. See, I always felt That's like I could do good. something like that, you know, just kind of intro. You um, could rally a crowd. Yeah, so like I think a Twitch I could. broadcast of like a Call of Duty finale. I feel mm. like it could all be there. Uh, insane no scope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ponin noobs twenty five. <laughs> That's this is a great. Thank you very this much. This is a great. You're welcome. You. Yeah, yeah. This will be a great segue to our, our get to know you. Spoiler alert for our listeners: This is like the first time either Baranowski is interacting with my brother. So this is a great experiment in the making of this podcast because we're actually talking today. This is a brothers sequel of sorts because. One of our most like downloaded episodes, I don't know if I've ever told you guys that, Jacob and Nate, one of our most downloaded episodes of all time is the episode where y'all shared your story of like finding one another. Aww. <laughs> it, was, it was so great. That was Nate's first appearance on the Yobcast. And I was like thinking about ways to like, how could we, re- how could we double down? You know, that, that's the, the way of Hollywood these days is we make a sequel out of everything. Everything gets a sequel. And so I thought, how can we get a sequel out of the brothers podcast episode with Jacob and Nate? And I was like, well, wait a minute. I have a brother. The world doesn't know my story with him unless they've read about it in a book, but who's read that? Nobody. So we're going to go on the podcast and I'm going to share, and Andy's going to share too, our story of, of me disclosing my sexuality and like the journey of being my brother. Cause it's not easy to be my brother. <laughs> no, it's, Oftentimes, it's one of the hardest things in the world. Um, <laughs> we're going to get to that later, though. We're going to save some for the end. But yeah. However, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do the sequel route, mm-hmm. we have to end on a big cliffhanger. Ooh. Mm. We need to open the doorway for a third, for a trilogy. Yep. yep. I mean, no. there does exist. There Each of us do have another sister. <gasps> Who, like that would be your huge other, I've been pitching your other sisters for on the episode. Um, we don't, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Every once in a while, your other did. fathers, your <laughs> other mothers, there is just endless room for expansion. <laughs> I've okay, so I've already mentioned this previously somewhere on a podcast, Yabalog, whatever. I own the domain yourothersisters.com and I, I want to use it, I want someone to take it off my hands or do something with it. Um, so I'm ready, I'm ready for that call, I'm ready for the family to widen. But I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen unless someone out there listening right now hears it, takes the seed that's been planted, and harvests mm. it. 
get in touch. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought because this is like all of our first time in the same digital room together that we could devote about 45 seconds to rapport building with one another. Yeah, let's build that rapport. <laughs> so, <That's> so, because <laughs> we, we, we were off the ground running. We're doing good so far, but we need more intentional rapport building conversation. So Andy and Nate, you guys love sports. You love the NFL. And there is a link between your two teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. Mm. My favorite player of all time, Nicholas Foles. So I mm. thought you guys could just talk about Nick Foles for 45 seconds. Sure. Nate, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I think Nick Foles had about 13 good games in him that were all played for the Eagles. And then he kind of washed onto the shores of Chicago onto Lake Michigan. <laughs> and he is only marginally better than Mitch Trubisky. And I think both of them could get traded because I want Russell Wilson. That is my time. You may go next. How do you feel about Nick Foles taking that season by storm? And does Carson Wentz get any credit for it? Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, every game that Nick Foles has played outside of an Eagles Jersey has not been good. Um, I I don't know what's wrong with him outside of an Eagles Jersey, but you get him in an Eagles Jersey and all of a sudden he is, uh, he's Joe Montana. Um, yes, Carson once deserves a ton of credit. Um, I, I'm on an Island. I acknowledge I still think we win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. That um, is preposterous. I know. I know. I'm on an island. <laughs> I still time. think we do it. That's it. That's it. I'm not <laughs> just any rapport. Oh, our listeners, thank our listeners are already tuning out, aside from maybe three of them. <laughs> Tom, I don't know. But that's Tom, good. I know you, you had, Tom, I know you had wanted uh, to get as many downloads as the Last Brothers episode. <laughs> Did you think when you unleashed... Uh, two straight guys to talk about uh, American football for 45 seconds. Did you think that was going to boost? <laughs> <That's why> I, <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. That's why I put a cap of 45 seconds. And I thought that now that y'all have bonded on a level that we don't even, we can't even put into words, this will then pr- provide dividends for the next hour. That's my wow. hope. How calculated. I'd really like to talk more about having a gentle servant's heart for Jesus as a straight man and not uh, just go to my gender stereotype, Tom. No, it's too easy to go to the gender stereotype. Thank you, guys. That was football with Nate and Andy. That's the football. <laughs> go football. Um, no, I watched one game where Nick Foles did really good for the Bears, but then that was it. I we can't talk about Nick Foles anymore. I'm sick of I didn't, Nick, Nick Foles. We'll save Nick Foles' talk for when he's a guest on this show because he's my dream yes. guest. But we'll get there when we get there. I didn't actually know that he had gone over to the Bears. Is that was that pretty by way of the Jaguars? Or, I it's pronounced dub Bears. Excuse me. Excuse me. Because I actually I do I I do feel good, and I feel like I'm now a part of the group because i do actually know who that person is yeah you mentioned other names that i've never heard of but i do know who mr nick is and so i feel mm-hmm. like we're we're all bonding during this okay time here's we a are. good here's a good experiment for listeners google image nick Foles, and what's his name mitch trubisky trubisky right mm-hmm. trubisky yeah who's who is better looking nick Foles or mitch trubisky i'm gonna stick with Foles. i like i like nick Foles. i like looking at him <laughs> okay nate's giving Mitch me like Trubisky a weird eye is a rough quarterback 
but he has a classically wonderful jaw and has he no color to his eyes. They are black eyes. But other than that, he's a good looking man. I'll he's say this. He's not, not good looking. I just prefer Foles. That's all. I'll say this. Nick Foles, pretty much up until the week of the Super Bowl, was the goofiest looking human being like in the world. And I then agree. the week of the Super Bowl, he like got a barber and a stylist a and all yeah. of a sudden, yeah, he is, he is like America's youth pastor. Are, yeah. Is it weird to say, I think in some ways, Nick Foles looks a little bit like Tom. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I yeah. see that. I see that. So am I goofy looking? Yes. <laughs> no, that, I'm, post, I'm super bowl. I'm super bowl. Have you thought bowl about cutting your hair, Tom? <laughs> have you considered getting a stylist? <laughs> Um, we'll get to that actually. I have a haircut segment update Ooh. coming up. Um, but first, I need to get Jacob and a- J- Jacob and Andy to bond. And I was trying to think, what do they share in common? They're so different. But what you do share in common is that you both are the youngest of three siblings. And I want to know, being the young child, the youngest child, how has that shaped your identity? You have forty five seconds. Go. Uh, Andy, please <laughs> lead I'll us. Take this. I'll take this. Um, I pretty much get what I want. Mm. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> it's so true, though. When Andy, when we have the family together for movie night, Andy decides what we're watching. Andy decides what we're having for dinner. Andy decides. Andy decides everything. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I got good <laughs> taste. It's like don't even don't even bother putting up a fight. Yeah, it's gonna be whatever he wants to do. <clears throat> is that is that your experience, Jacob, or no? I don't think so. I mean, I I for sure I do think that being the youngest is the best. I do think there were for, there were for sure things that I was able to do growing up that I got to do earlier than my siblings. Um, I don't know if this was as much as being like the youngest as or more just like my personality, but like both both Nate and Rachel, I think they had had to be told at times that like they couldn't go out to like hang out with like different friends that they they had to be home and have uh, family time. I was basically like always encouraged to like, please like go out and do whatever you want. So that was that was pretty nice. Wow. So did you go to the bars and the nightclubs? And the- yeah, at about 13, I was already hitting up all the hot uh, all the clubs hot in mm. Metamore, Illinois. A lot of ragers going on. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, young children mm. and their, their rebel ways. <laughs> Lovely. Well, now that we all have rapport, we can now continue with this episode. Thank you, guys. The doors, the floodgates have opened. The doors are ready. I feel the all this rapport. Made ready. Feel the rapport. Um, okay, well, real quick, before we get to announcements, um, Andy, I need to mention this. You are about to be a married man. I'm about to be a married man. Sure am. Yeah. Like, how long, how many days now from this 18. recording? 18. 18 days. We're counting down. Yes, we are. And yeah, we, people are mentioning my hair with an increasing regularity, like what, what is going on with Tom's hair. It's starting to frill on the sides. It's covering bangs on bangs on bangs. And 
the wedding, this wedding has been my marker in the sand. Like I will not go to this wedding looking like I do now. I will tidy up. But my hope was that I would get vaccinated before then. So I don't, cause I just haven't wanted to enter into a barber shop. That doesn't feel like a fun experience right now. Um, so I've been putting this off as long as I possibly can, but I was able to get my first dose of the vaccine recently. So I'm excited to be at least partially vaccinated. I would prefer to be fully, but it's not going to happen prior to the wedding. So, so I will be getting my haircut. I mean, by the time this comes out, I might've already gotten my haircut. So everyone can check the Insta for that. I know everyone's wanting to know. Some people literally joined Yab and they only have this visual of me with insane hair. And so soon that will change. Wow. So there's that. I think this Look is one of those perfect times when Tom, you can pull a video clip uh, out of this podcast oh, and we go. can see you take off your hat and show what your hair looks like right now. Here we go. This Big is reveal. for the grant. Oh, oh man. man. Like Nick Foles with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And then Nate, I think this is also this is also the time that you should take off your hat so they can see the combination of lack of hair on wow. the one side and then the other Polish. It's like you're seeing double isn't have it? full heads of beautiful hair. Man. And somehow Andy's hair looks great with with the headset on. Your hair looks yeah, it's on point. Quaffed. Thank you. Thank you. It's got a nice little swoop to it. How do you do it, Andy? What is the secret to swooping your hair? Well, Get up it's very Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's not as complicated as people think it is. Um, people think I, I mean, like I've, I've got one product that I pretty much just. Put and that's pretty hand. much it. Uh, it cooperates for the most part. There's some stuff going on back here where it's just kind of like going in all kinds of directions. So sometimes this back area is a little difficult to, uh, to wrangle, but. Yeah, yeah for the most hard. part, everything right here. Yeah, right, Jake. <laughs> okay, we don't want to. We don't want to make the people without hair think and feel things. Um, but what I wanted to do, Nate, you're married. You, you. I have, am. How long have you been married now? I have been married for almost ten years. Wow. Ten I'm eight. Years. You're basically. Away. You're basically a veteran at this point. Basically. And because I thought, again, we're, good, we're building rapport, I thought Andy would greatly appreciate getting marriage advice from a total stranger. He's never met you. Yes. What was like, if you had to boil down marriage advice, he's three weeks out from getting married, biggest decision of his life. Well, other than trusting in the Lord, let's put things, let's get priorities straight. Okay. But what's some, what's some again, some quick, but yet meaningful marriage advice you would give I've advice. always wanted to give unwanted and unasked for marriage <laughs> advice. I was like, whether Andy wants wanted or not, to receive. You're it. <laughs> okay, here's the one thing I will give this as a blanket statement: all marriages need a sense of discovery that you must always maintain, because I think one of the greatest things that stands against marriage is dismissiveness. And so I think whenever you think to yourself, I understand my partner completely, or there's nothing else to be learned, or there's no other depths to be plumbed. What it means is you start going, eh, that's just the way they are. I think a sense of curiosity throughout your life, because the person you married will always have new things that they are discovering about themselves. And you should be like Sherlock Holmes 
and basically always be interested and full of curiosity. If you ever meet a couple later in life, you can smell a dismissive aroma in the air when someone feels like, ah, that's just who they are. So if you don't understand your partner or they seem um, out of their minds to you, it just means that you have more learning to do. Be a constant student. Be curious. Don't be dismissive. That's a good word. Wow. Man. Write that. Very nice. Yeah, write that down, Andy. I'll let okay. you write that down. That is a very hey, good word. Cut that Cut that video. That's a good uh, little video <laughs> that question. Clip. Cut sure that is. clip. We'll play that back five years down the road and say, Andy, how curious have you been with your wife? If that's not an awkward question. That could be the cliffhanger. Uh-huh. Which I would, I would think that one of the, possibly one of the benefits of you both being Enneagram sevens is that hopefully that kind of curiosity comes maybe a little bit more naturally. Is that, is that fair to say, Nate? I would say so. I would say the desire to keep things sort of fun and interesting actually does require that you constantly have fun and get to know your spouse. I was going to bring up the Enneagram. So glad we have to move on, but real quick, I'm still not fully convinced that my brother's a seven. We've, we've had so many mm. conversations over the years about this. Like he has so many six tendencies that I see as well. So he's either a seven wing six or a six wing seven, but it depends on the day. I think we just, we just haven't been able to nail it down. So I don't know. There's a lot of seven in, in Andy, but, if, but I know both of you and, and I see way more seven in Nate than I do my brother, but that's just my vantage point. I don't know. It's a mystery. Have you had any Enneagram discoveries lately, Andy? <laughs> Sorry, my computer totally just froze. What did you say? Enneagram seven. Did it really freeze? Yeah. I mean, I was able wow. to hear everything, but. Oh, I, see. Um, <clears throat> I was just right. saying, I, I don't know. I don't know if you are a seven or a six. I see so many six, six tendencies in you. Cause I, and that, I, admittedly, I'm comparing you with all the sevens in my life, which I have a bounty of, and sure. you are the least seventy of all of them. So that's why I've just always wondered. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not as fully convicted. But only so, you know what you are. So Sarah's convinced I'm a seven. Um, she's a six. Um, and so seeing her six qualities and seeing my six qualities, okay. um, very different. But I look at I look at a lot of the sevens I know and I'm like, Yeah, like you're chill. not booking flights every time. <laughs> you're like yeah. a very safe person. I mean, you have you have your bouts with adventure. You're not like so boring, but I feel like you're oh. the safest seven that I know. To me, like here's here's like the thing that I always kind of say in response to that is I'm I'm carefree, but I'm not careless. Um, so I try really hard to be smart and calculated, but also mm-hmm. like it's a strong six wing. If you are a seven, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's our Enya talk for today. We sprinkle on any hashtag Enya talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, let's get to some announcements, you guys, because there's there's a lot going on in the world of Yob. The Yobblog is back. It took a long break, but we're back on a regular rhythm now. Um, and so if you want to hear bonus content, I have a feeling there's going to be a good amount of bonus content for today. Um, so the way you listen to the Yobblog, it's our bonus show that we do every month. Uh, you just got to become a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash your other bros and all the information's there. 
all the links are there when you subscribe to listen to the Yabalog. And I was joking with Andy and Jacob before the show today because for some reason, the Yabalog, we have a streak of like constantly going back to urine and having bathroom talk. So if that intrigues you at all, no, we talk about more than just we talk about more than just urine on the Yabalog, but it's inevitably makes its way into every Yabalog. So um Check it out. <laughs> Check out the album. <laughs> um, Nate just stepped away for a second. Has no idea what's going on, but we're going to keep going. We're going to keep blazing this trail through our announcements. Um, we have a new store, you guys. Brand new. This has been literally something that's been in the works for three years, four years now. Um, and it's finally live. We have a store page. You can go to store.yourotherbrothers.com. And the big item that we have there is the You Are Not Alone coffee mug. It is such a fun, sleek mug it says you are not alone on one side and guess what it says on the other side something about birds <laughs> sparrows yes even the sparrow finds a home on the mm. back um and so that's available along with some stickers magnet with our logo and then also my first book i wrote a book and that's also available on the on the store page as well. So we would love the support. If you guys want to support Yab, that's another way you can do it. If I ever write a book, can it go in the store? If it's about me. (laughs) It won't be. (laughs) (laughs) So no, (laughs) you get your own store. All right, Um, fine. In addition to a store, oh man, we've got the baby cam. Baby cam. City of Wind. That baby is moving. (laughs) (laughs) that is not sleeping that is not a sleeping baby hey guys so i was kind of hoping he'd be sleeping some more during this so Mm. we'll just keep on trucking okay you you got you do what you got to do nate and then in addition to having a new store hot off the presses i don't know if any of you guys you're probably not aware of this but we now have a playlist on spotify with some of our favorite tunes as a community. I put this out to our Yabbers community recently. I asked them, what are some songs that embody what we're all about? Masculinity, hope, faith, brotherhood, kinship, coming of age. Um, And we assembled over a hundred songs as of this juncture. Um, And you can subscribe. I don't know what what the lingo is with Spotify. Subscribe, like, follow. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but if you search for our playlist, it's called Heart of a Brother. And it's by your other brothers. You can go to Spotify. My brother's doing it right now. He's going on his phone. He's searching <laughs> heart of a brother. Um, and you can listen to some tunes on there. We've got some need to breathe on there. We've got some incredible, we've got some Phil Collins. We've got. Um, How much Sufjan Stevens is on there? We have a couple Sufjan songs as well. Ryan's not here to bask in this. <laughs> I asked that on Ryan's behalf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And yes, we do have Miley Cyrus's The Climb that is also featured oh on Heart of a Brother. So um, it's a great mix of songs all across the board. Um, so go check it out on Spotify. I hope it's another way that people can discover the magic of Yab. If people are looking for songs that embody what our community is all about, I hope uh, I hope they enjoy the, the, the playlist. Finally, you guys, our sponsor for this episode We're talking about brothers, brotherly bonds, brotherly relationships. This episode is made possible by Black Eyes. Because brothers get into tussles. And you know what? I thought this would be great (laughs) to talk about what it's like your worst fight. Like Nate and Jacob, do you remember like the time you were at 
odds the most either everyone we are now sponsored by the lawrence brothers from brotherly <laughs> love and joey and the other guy we could have been sponsored by the jonas brothers or avet brothers we could have been sponsored by a lot of brothers but we're gonna oh, we be got black eyes because <laughs> i wanted to know no i secretly wanted to know what y'all's worst fight was and then andy and i can share our worst fight you mean like our worst like physical fight where we harmed one another is that what you're asking well it could be or it could be an emotional sparring Nate, why don't you tell tom how we would physically fight and you know all of that <laughs> oh, wrestling that, that we did yeah. as- <laughs> in the baronowski home um one of us would want to roughhouse and would want to wrestle and or fight uh it, he was me and the other one would then get possibly hit or tackled and then um call our mother and tell her that i was being too mean and then she would break it up and so i never got to rough house with my brother uh nor fight him physically there is there there is actually a video that exists of like nate trying to like wrestle and me just uh, curling up in a ball on the ground (laughs) but to answer tom's question our greatest fight has to be super smash brothers melee on the gamecube uh myself as mario jake as potentially chic um sometimes Star Fox, and i think some of our greatest battles were in smash brothers and it would get heated yeah i think it's fair gamer boys gamer <laughs> bros andy what was our worst fight i don't know you and I fought a little bit. We didn't fight a lot. You scratched me. I just remember, I don't have black eyes, but you were like, you had the worst fingernails and you scratched me so much. <laughs> like Look, talent. I'm the youngest. You're bigger <laughs> you're than me. You're flying. older than me. I had to, I had to, you know, scrounge my way to the top. But also the I was thing, an emotional child. Yeah. The so only I thing that comes to mind... Cry. The only thing that comes to mind as far as a fight, it's not so much a fight as it is a thing that you get hilariously like irate about was a time when I like crumpled up a piece of paper and threw it in the front yard for you and my sister to discover. Yep. It was an advertisement for a lost cat in our neighborhood. I made it up and they found it. And then I basically forced them to go search the neighborhood for this cat. <laughs> Let me tell this story. Wow. Um <laughs> Just, I mean, you talk about like diabolical, like evil genius is like literally you were, were you living in the attic at the time? You're like at the top of our castle, like plotting. (laughs) And so he writes out with his left hand. So it couldn't be traced back to him. Like, like this is like how far this, this, I I dipped it in the sink. I sprinkled dirt on it. (laughs) Yeah. So it had been there for a while. So it looks like a child had written it. Here, there's a missing, there's a $10 reward and you can earn it. Go find that cat. All you have to do is leave the house. All you have to do is just wander the streets. And that's what me and my sister did until my aunt was driving by on some back road. Like, what are you guys doing? We're looking for this cat. Hey, let me take you home. Okay. I've always and wanted the story to come out on the show. And here's, and here's where it gets here's where it gets awful because then we get back to the house and we're 
you know, in trouble for wandering the streets. And, you know, we're, we're up in, you know, Tom's lair. And Tom asks us, well, hang on. How do I know you didn't write it? Let, write Boy. it down. Write, your, write this out on a piece of paper. And like, Tom went first with his, you know, correct writing hand. It was like, that's not mine, Andy. And all of a sudden, he's pinning me and Anya against each other. Like, no, you did it. Wow. No, you did it. I don't remember that's that. Evil. Yes, you did. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much this story has grown in lore. Over Tom, no, that happened. I've know. never thought this before, but you have to tell us, Tom, were you a bully as a kid? Yeah. Were you a psychological bully? <laughs> I feel I feel all these eyes on me now. Um, I I had my moments of 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 like needing control as the oldest child. Um, I think it was a lot of compensation for what I wasn't getting in school because i was definitely the bullied child in school so maybe but this was also that was also later though because i remember mm. being a fairly normal child in school up until fourth grade fifth grade after that it was all downhill but this so would have been passed yeah, it on to andy fifth grade mm. sixth grade mm. hurt people hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> that is true <laughs> i was a wounded child i didn't need some point but Andy's forgiven me, and we're all better at this point. So I haven't fully forgiven about you. It. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound like he's quite gotten over it. Yet. It's all There's coming out in this episode. Harboring a bit of bitterness. He fell still. into a ditch while looking for the cat, and he's had a limp ever since. No, that that's not the case. <laughs> he's fine. He might have some emotional wounds, but he's fine. A couple. And now I'm carrying him into marriage. How do you feel? Mm. <laughs> Does Sarah know this story? Does your wife, your wife? I don't know. know I don't know if I've ever told Sarah that story. I need to tell her. I think she would think it's funny. <clears throat> Last time on your other brothers, Jake, are you gay? <laughs> no, I'm bi. Oh, okay. Fast forward five years. Hey, Nate. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gay. Oh, okay. Do you want to learn about it? Yeah, I do. I don't know a whole lot about it. I love you, Jake. I love you too, bro. The end. <laughs> That's what happened last time. Wow. <laughs> That's how that happened, huh? That is how what you see on the screen before you came so, to be. That, so did you lie about being bi? Oh, yeah. I thought in Why? my in my head, that was the <laughs> was only this, way to like... Very uh, slow. Uh, <laughs> nah, dude, soften I'm, I'm kind of straight. The blow. <laughs> yeah, you're not, not like at least I'm way. not like all the way gay. Just, yeah. just a smidge. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that strategy. Why didn't I do that? Yeah. Well, that's because you actually like chose to come out while I was found out, which is not <laughs> ideal, but it is. It is what it he is. Was also, out, by yeah. doing mm-hmm. his in two stages, it did require two comings outs. This is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always wondered i think it's like coming comings out right but that sounds really weird i don't know but that's a great segue to our episode we're talking about brothers that's the sequel and we're gonna learn about me and andy and i thought it'd be fun to just hand the microphone the the metaphorical mi- microphone hand it over to the baronowski bros since they've been through this rodeo they know how it works to be under the microscope um and i thought i'd just let them take over for the next 45 minutes and we'll just kind of see See what they ask. I have no idea what they're going to ask. They're just going to ask about our relationship, our bond. But I assume with a focus on, yeah, on when I came out to Andy, that would have been 2000 and 
nine. So about 12 years ago. Um, but yeah, what have you guys discussed this? I heard that y'all had a pre podcast little chat to like, maybe get some things squared away. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have cooked up. We for sure did, but also like the fact that, you know, that may set the expectations a little bit higher than what they should be set in terms of our uh, planning. (laughs) But I I will say that like, I've been, I have waited a long time to be given control and to be handed the keys to the kingdom. So I just want to soak in this, this moment for a second of having power because I have longed for this for many, many moons. It's terrifying. Nate, Jacob and I have a quick song we have been rehearsing. (laughs) Okay. So for our listeners. Put it on the playlist. Absolutely. It's about uh, uh, Sparrow, who is a brother. And oh, does he have a home? No, he's actually single, so he'll always be alone and no, 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 without no. love. Yeah, the oh, last verse right, is... Sorry. You're right. He finds, finds he finds a home. Okay. Jacob. Nate? We discussed this. Why don't you ask the first question? Lovely. So let's just uh, open up with, as Tom was was saying, um, if you guys could tell the story of how Tom uh, came out to to Andy, um, and it'd be awesome to kind of hear sort of that similar time frame from uh, both of y'all's uh, point of view, and kind of all the different thoughts and feelings that that you had surrounding that very momentous time. Who goes first, Jacob? You're, you're directing. Uh, let's, oh. yeah, let's. You want to um, hear from first. I want to hear from Tom first, and then okay. we will hear Andy's point of view. I was hoping you would say that. As someone who's relinquishing control of the show, I was I was going to let you take Give it back. I mean, okay, now Andy. Now Andy. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do change from that. Um, Tom, we're actually going to just put everything you say on the Yabalog and just, just have Andy on that cool. So thank no, you. No, I want to go. I want to share my Jacob. side of the story. Um, okay, here's what happened. Here is what happened. Um, and I write about my coming out stories, both with my parents and with my siblings in my book, which you can get on the Yab store. So there's that. <laughs> there's that shout out. Um, okay, so I told my parents in 2006, there's a lot of tragic circumstances that led up to it part of it being my discovering pornography for the first time and that was the impetus for telling my parents in 2006 i would have been 19 years old at that time um and i'm actually curious to hear andy's perspective on a lot of things because there's a lot of stuff about all of these conversations that i I don't know what his vantage point was so i'm like kind of curious to hear what he's going to say but um but i told my parents and it was definitely not on my radar anytime soon to tell my younger brother and my younger sister. Like that was not even a thought for years. Um, And what the impetus was, was 2009. So three years later, I was all set to go to a conference from an organization that is now defunct, which shall not be named. But I was going to go there because I just started blogging anonymously several months prior. And I found out a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys who had co-found Yob with me, um, I found out a bunch of them were going to be going to this conference and I figured, you know what? I'm still living at home with my whole family at that juncture. If I just disappear for a week, on the one hand, I don't necessarily owe anyone an explanation. I'm an adult. I can do what I want. But also the right thing to do, I think, would probably be to explain where I just up and went for six days, seven days. So so I kind of used that as my timeline then to feel like, okay, I should probably bring my brother and sister in the know, even though I don't want to. But um, just kind of felt like it was a combination of logistics and and the Holy Spirit. Like, honestly, I do feel like 
it was time. Like it, I had had enough of like a release from talking to my parents, which is like the heaviest conversation of my life. And then, um, and then after blogging anonymously for several months, I kind of felt like it was, it was time to take that next, next step. So, so that was the circumstances leading up to, um, that conversation in the living room. Andy loves all of our living room conversations where all of the tragedy we'll comes that. full circle. <laughs> so what do you have to say, brother? From my perspective, um, we had as a family, some awkward chats that were pitched to us as family meetings and they were never good. So it was always, it was always me minding my business in my room and then getting a knock, knock, knock family meeting five minutes. And it was always, Oh, oh no. What happened? What, what hammers dropping? What this tragic time? thing has occurred that we need to talk about as a family, because there was never anything for us to talk about other than the bad stuff. So tragedy is a felt like it was about to strike and I'm kind of prepared for the worst coming downstairs. Like, all right, who died? Who got fired? <laughs> Where are we moving to? I'm, I'm ready for this conversation that is, is feels inevitable. Maybe all of the, all of the above, <laughs> all, of, all of those things. Happen. Combination. Someone died and therefore I'm quitting my job and we're moving to Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get downstairs and then it's just like, I get downstairs and it's just my mom and my dad and Tom sitting there. And then I, I could be wrong about this point, but I remembered just kind of that stoic. We're all sitting down. We're waiting on Anya. It's like, all right. So I guess I'll, I'll <laughs> join the council <laughs> and I'm to wait the fifth member to arrive. And so just that awkward sitting there silence Okay, <clears throat> Anya comes, and I want to turn things over to your brother. He has some things that he wants to share with uh, with you both. This is something he's shared with your mother and I uh, several years ago. And this is a great Sean impression. Um, take it away. I've been told that I sound just like him. So, um, but yeah, then you just kind of opened up, and you're like, yeah. So this is a part of my story and this is a part of who I am and I don't have all the answers. I'm figuring this out. And, and I just remembered feeling this sense of, Oh, okay. Like I, I had never really questioned your sexuality before. I had never really thought anything about it previously. It's just not something that had crossed my mind. Um, but I just remember feeling this sense of, okay, like a family meeting where, where we can talk about <laughs> things other than something terrible, you know, like, and I did not view this as a terrible family meeting. I was like, okay, no, like, Hey, we're getting somewhere here. There's, there's a little bit of what feels like relational equity that's being built. Um, within each other, within this family. Um, yeah. And I just remember kind of feeling the sense of, of, of peace of, okay, no, like this is, this is good. And now we can figure this out together while you're going to 
obviously leave and and try and figure this out on your own and what the Lord's speaking and and you know how uh, what all this means to you and obviously so many things were birthed from that including this conversation so um, I think yeah there's there's a lot of of great things that came from that what felt like was going to be an awkward family meeting mm-hmm. yeah so since since I um, I don't feel like doing the math. How old were each of you in 2009 when this, when this happened? I was 19. Okay. And I would have been 22. Yep. 22, 22 and 19. Yeah. Never would have expected uh, we would be on a podcast talking about this a decade later. That's, that was not on my radar. Nope. Just having that conversation was enough to eat me, eat me alive, but I'm glad, glad it happened. Cause I actually write about it in the book that, um, it was like one of my favorite things to record in the book because the way you and my sister Anya responded were the polar opposite and yet the exact same sentiment because she said, this changes nothing. You're still my brother. I still love you. And you specifically said, this changes everything. Cause now kind of like you just laid out, like now I, like I see this dynamic, this layer to you that I never knew before. And it gives me another way to, to love you. And so, so that, that like twofold reaction of like, it doesn't change anything. And yet it also does change everything. And we still love you. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was super impactful yeah. for me. I feel, I feel really blessed by, um, by our family. Cause I know a lot of, a lot of people in our community, a lot of people listening have not had, um, as warm, <laughs> warm receptions to, to conversations like that. So, mm-hmm. sure. so yeah. yeah. So leading up to this conversation, did did you two have the kind of friendship that um, you would pretty regularly like talk about pretty deep uh, personal things? Or was this like a huge uh, co- uh, contrast from ways that you guys would talk in the past? Tom, what do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Andy and I, we had like a very fun childhood. Like we would do, we would go on bike rides, like down the street together and we would play like games in the house, like make-believe games. Did y'all ever play make-believe games as little kids? Oh yeah. Like Pokemon Masters like, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Every day. We did, we did all kinds of stuff like that. So as we, we were close in that regard, but like, I don't know, like we never had that kind of a relationship at that juncture where we could talk about like real life. Like it's not one of those like movie scenes where I knock on his door and it's like, hey bro, can I talk? Or do you need to talk? Like, no, no, we never did that. No, yeah, I would... I would agree. Um, sorry, I had a cough. Um, yeah, we didn't really, our whole family really didn't have that dynamic. I, I really feel like in a lot of ways, this was kind of a catalyst for depth in, in conversation mm-hmm. amongst yeah. our family members um, where, yeah, previously it was just like, okay, it, it really felt like any anything that we needed to talk about was that family meeting mindset of just, okay, everything's about to be heavy. And so as soon as it's all laid out, it's just, ooh, wait, I, I got to get out of here. Um, because it always was lost job have to move something awful something and and that was funny died remember that (laughs) yeah on christmas right um (laughs) rose Uh, to death tragedy (laughs) 
Our bunny froze to death and our father threw him in the garbage, but we're going to save that conversation for another time. Mm, but yeah, family have your meetings on. never fun. <laughs> your other father's podcast. <laughs> That's the trilogy. But yeah, no, not, I appreciate you saying that though. Like, cause I, I honestly do see that conversation as being a catalyst of sorts too, to kind of deeper conversation in our family. So yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. My next question fast forwards to now a day. So we're jumping from the beginning to now and thinking about the future. And the question that I have for both of you is this, Tom, what ways do you want in the future or has Andy already done so far supported you on your journey? Uh, and Andy, what things as a brother have you learned from Tom's experience that have uh, impacted you in a positive way? Um, so your question was how has Andy been there for me? Was that essentially? I'm going to rephrase all of my questions starting now. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I, I broke them up too much. I'm going to ask them one at a time and be a good interviewer. Go something like this. Okay. Looking ahead in the future, what things, Tom, can a straight brother do, especially a straight brother who's about to get married, what can a straight brother do to support you on your side B journey? Good question. Yeah, I should have mentioned at the top, I didn't do a good job laying all of the parallels and opposites because... I'm Andy's older brother, and then Nate is older to Jacob. There's like this age inverse thing happening here in our in our relationships here, which I find fascinating. Um, I've always struggled. I don't know if I've ever verbalized this to you, Andy. I've kind of struggled, um, not as much lately, but I think at the beginning I struggled to open up to you because I felt like, like no, I'm the older brother. Like he should be the one coming to me for help or advice or, like I can't ask him for help because he's my younger brother. Like he can't. How, how, how can I ask him to do that for me? But like over the years, like I've had some good conversations with Andy about struggles and, and how I'm piecing all of this together. And I feel like of everyone in our family, he's the most, he's the one I've naturally gravitated toward most just for um, the fact that he's also a man, the fact that he's um, more my age compared to my dad, say to, to compare, to compare those two. Um, and so Andy's been someone who's been really uh, a great source, a great resource for me. Um, in our family unit of, of five people. And, um, and yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds. Like I've never dated anyone. I don't anticipate ever getting married. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't, I'm not planning on it. <laughs> I'm not necessarily hoping for it. Um, and I think um, now that my sister's been married for a few, few years now, Andy's about to get married. Like, um, like it means a lot to, to, to have family. Cause I know there's a lot of only childs listening as well. And that's like a completely different dynamic, um, to grow up in a family where maybe there's like some kind of conscious or unconscious burden on you to like keep the family going and to produce offspring and to do all that. And I don't feel that pressure anymore. And, and I feel like I can just kind of enjoy the family that God's given me without having to create a family for myself. So so I appreciate that. And like, I, I love his fiance and, and my sister and brother-in-law, like I, like they're really great people. And, um, and so I feel really blessed to be included in, into this family. So Andy, on the inverse yes. side, are there any things that you have learned from Tom as your older brother, as you've seen him living out a single life, um, 
as one and two do you have any advice for let's say straight brothers out there uh who have a gay brother come to them uh either coming out or it's discovered somehow um of what's your advice to those brothers as well can you repeat the first question i actually only care about the second part of the question now second part of the question i can do that um to me like the big thing that i've learned and and i feel like the the best way that i've been helpful has been to be present and to listen um I think, you know, when, when Tom, when you and I have conversations about sexuality, about where you're at, about your journey, I I don't feel you coming to me seeking answers. Um, So my role knowing that is okay. There's stuff he's processing. There are things he's going through and he's trying to connect dots. Okay. This moment in my life led to this decision, which may lead to future choices. Those are things you're just figuring out. And I'm here to help you process all that i'm here to help you speak those things through sometimes i feel like okay i have no idea what he's going through what his thought process is what his journey truly looks like Because so much of what you feel and what you think and what you experience, to me, sometimes feels extremely foreign. Um, And that may or may not be true. It may just be very similar to me, just from a different sexuality perspective. But what I do know is, okay, I'm here, I'm present, I'm listening, I'm involved. And if I can do those things well, I feel like I've helped you in some spectrum on your journey to just figure it out. And that's something that only you can figure out. I mean, even, even for me on my side of, of, you know, getting engaged and, you know, now we're moving in together um, and kind of starting this process of marriage. Um, I've got my own stuff I'm figuring out too. And I know, you know, having those conversations with you as well, you would do the exact same thing for me of shoot. I don't know <laughs> what it looks like to be marrying a woman and and moving in with her and getting ready to start a family and all those things. Um, so I know you feel that on the other side. When questions do arise, when those moments of processing do appear i really think being present being available listening i mean it i i hate to simplify it that much but like 
I really think that is like, okay, what is the best way I can help? And it's to be those things always. Yeah. Yeah. You're a great listener. I'll give you props because there are people that I have shared things with and I don't know if it's a personality thing, what it is, because other people just want to constantly interrupt and ask questions and, or suggest or whatever. And you've, you've always been very good of just like hearing what's going on with me and, uh, and to just not force anything. And, uh, that's like a great, that's a great resource to have. It's something I wish, I wish everyone listening had that in their life. And hopefully at, at the very least, if you can find that in a counselor and a therapist, that's a great place to, to have that arena, but, but to have it in a biological bond in, in a brother bond or, or in a friendship for that matter, like that's, that's a huge thing. So I'm, I'm grateful. And we're all learning how this works together. Like, yeah, like, I like how you said marriage, you're doing a marriage thing for the first time and I'm figuring out what's singleness in my thirties, mid thirties now look like I don't know. And will I know when I'm in my forties, will I know when I'm in my fifties? I don't know. Like we're all learning how life <laughs> works in all of its evolving, unfolding seasons. Yeah. Kind of in that same uh, vein of thought. So I've, I've been the only non married person in my family for coming up on 10 years. Um, I've been the only single person for even longer than that. Um, so this question is mainly for you, Tom, is that as you are um, very soon to be um, the, the only single person in your family, what, um, what different thoughts and feelings that you've, um, that you've had and um, yeah. And how um, has that been something that has been uh, challenging for you? Does that um, uh, bring up uh, feelings of isolation or like otherness um, or yeah, I would just, I would, I would love to hear more about things that you've thought in that area. Yeah, I think I'm mostly okay. Like it's definitely been a conscious thought the last several months of, of this engagement of being like, okay, yeah, I'm about to be the one single guy in this family. And gradually other cousins are getting married or having kids. And so like the, it's becoming more of a spotlight feeling, um, which also is counterweighted by the fact that I'm so open with my story. And so like most of my family knows, I think there are still pockets of our family, Andy, that don't know, which is disconcerting. I don't know what to do with that information, but, but I think most people know where I'm coming from. And so it's not as much of an onus that's on me. Like, when are you getting married? And when are you going to have a grandbaby? You know, it's like, um, but I took my sister's marriage way harder. Like I'm not, I'm not like anxious about Andy getting married. Like I'm really happy and I'm excited and it's going to be fun. But like when my sister, I remember when my sister got engaged, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Andy, but like I was in an emotional like dark place for months. Part of it's ex- part of it's explained in my book. I don't like go to the depths. My second book, I have two. Um, but in my second book, I was on the middle of this continental road trip when this engagement happened. Um, and for a solid two months, I think one or two months, um, I was just like, no, this can't happen. Like I, we've been single all of our lives. Even you guys were super selective when you dated people. Like, it's not like you were constantly dating people like left and right. Like it was a very common thing that all three of us were single. And that was the happy place that I was in for 26 years, 27 years. And then all of a sudden my sister gets engaged and like, everything is off kilter, everything gets thrown off. And so that was like the first thing um, that definitely made me feel like, oh gosh, like this is the wake up call. It's finally here. Like I'm preparing to live life as a single celibate man 
my whole life. And this is the moment when the people around me, the people who have always been around me start to change and start to deviate from the, from what's been and, and form their own families. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a hard reality to shift to. So, so I took that, I took that kind of hard at first, but, um, but came around, you know, like two wonderful nieces now. And, um, and it kind of just makes, again, makes me excited to, if I can't have a family of my own to like, to plug deeper into the family that's being formed around me. Like that's, that's an exciting feeling. Yeah. Um, you guys talked about the coming out as being a catalyst for a better relationship going forward. You guys think that that should involve like deep conversations along the way? Or do you think just the, is your relationship better now because you guys have more deep conversations or just because there is just more like openness between you? I'm sorry, yes. That's a that, baby in the background. <laughs> got a hot mic. <laughs> hot mic. Um, yeah, our that the coming out conversation, like it didn't, it wasn't like an immediate switch. Like all of a sudden Andy and I had deep conversations every day or every week or every month. Like that was something that was still very tricky and challenging. Then I moved away. Like I moved to across the country for four years. And so we didn't talk as much, you know, during that whole stretch. But but I would say since I re- relocated back to the East Coast and I've been more geographically present these last five, six years. Like, I think that's been helpful. Like I, I've been, been so grateful for adulthood because again, it's not like we weren't close as kids cause we were, but it was a different kind of closeness. Like we did a lot of stuff together. We laughed a lot. We went on vacations a lot. Um, we had a lot of good family dynamics. It wasn't like all doom and gloom, despite the, the living room picture that has been painted. Um, but it's just a different kind of relationship now. It's more, it has more depth to it. And, um, and I don't think that relationship would have been possible as, you know, 13 year olds, 14 year olds. Like, I just don't think the maturity wasn't there. And I just, uh, I like the, the fact that we've had all this time to process things and dynamics and, and, um, and now to be like within driving distance of, of each other again, I think that's been helpful too, to be able to see each other semi-regularly when there's not a pandemic ravaging the planet. Like that's something that's usually a monthly or bi-monthly occurrence. So, so yeah, that's, that's been helpful. And Andy, my final question to you is what is it like being a brother of an Enneagram four? Mm. Well, <clears throat> speaking of these uh, in-depth conversations uh, that seem to be attached, um, I think me with my, again, I, uh, carefree self, um, and Tom with his kind of doom and gloomy self, um, if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, there's a balance there. Uh, and I think sometimes we balance each other well. Other times that is a very unbalanced, uh, Hey, let's not have these conversations all the time versus kind of from the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say kind of to piggyback off of Tom's last statement, I really do think him moving away and me eventually leaving Athens. 
it was so good. <laughs> like that was like honestly like one of the yeah. best things for our relationship um, was to create some healthy distance. Um, and I think that for really our whole family, um, I think that was good. I know that was tough on our parents, especially my mom. Um, when we all one by one left Tom to LA, Ani to Birmingham, <laughs> me to Chattanooga, just boom, boom, boom. Um, but I, I think that was healthy. Uh, and, and I think, you know, with that distance, when we do have Enneagram four type of conversations, uh, that balance is a little bit more in check of like, yeah, we haven't had one of these in a while. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about, let's talk about your feelings, Tom. Mm. What's, uh, what's on your heart tonight? See, um, like, yeah, we have those, but then, but then we have your seven question mark six adventures because like sure. last year, just before the pandemic, or actually just as the pandemic was starting, we all went to New Orleans together yeah. to celebrate your 30th birthday. And that was fun to just have a little bit mm -hmm. of whimsy, a little bit of adventure. Um, you came out to visit me in California once and we went on some adventures out there. So, so I've enjoyed those moments where we've been able yeah. to like lean more into, not that I'm, that's like not something I enjoy because I do enjoy it, but the, sure. more of my lane, more of my lane is the dark, yeah. deep lane. More of your lane is the carefree, but fun yeah lane. let's go explore it's good to, fun yeah it's good to it's good to have both so so yeah i enjoy the complementariness of our of our bond yeah. it helps yeah. that we're not that's great children anymore you know let me ask a question <laughs> i don't i didn't give you back control of this uh, podcast tom uh -oh. so i'm not sure mm, sorry <laughs> this was well no this was the one question i had that i was hoping y'all would ask but andy actually mentioned it earlier in the show and i thought about jumping there at the time but i was like you know what i'm mm. gonna have some restraint and see um see what the boys ask but you mentioned you mentioned andy that you had never like questioned my sexuality or thought about it maybe was a better way to say it up until that coming out conversation and i wanted to dive into that a little bit with you because i had never dated i still have never dated i never dated at that point so i'm like i'm trying to figure out like was there any part of you, and you can be completely honest, like, was there any part of you that was like, I wonder, is my brother, da, 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 or was that literally not even on your, on your radar? Is that is something that you would even have considered about me? So let's get real honest. <clears throat> Here we go. Okay. So you never dated throughout high school. Um, Anya never really dated in high school. And so me being the youngest who was just kind of watching and then all of a sudden like i kind of like oh she's cute she's cute she's cute and i'm like are we allowed to date <laughs> <laughs> and i just kind of That's assumed great. that we couldn't and so like the other half of that is even if we could I was terrified of like, hey, you want to go out sometime? No, you're ugly. Okay, never mind. I'll never <laughs> talk to you again. See you later. Like that was always like worst case scenario fear in the back of my mind. So it was always just like suppress those feelings, suppress those feelings. <laughs> Dating's dumb. Anyways, so like that was always kind of like the thought that I had. So mm. I never really questioned your sexuality. I always questioned, yeah. are we allowed to date? 
I'm no, guessing that makes no. sense. You just assume there was some family meeting, some Zuniga family meeting. You missed. <laughs> I wasn't invited right, to that one. Where they were like, listen, <laughs> yeah. we don't date in this family. No. Yeah. And that family meeting didn't go well. So we weren't going to do it again with Andy present. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to assume that he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess just to close the conversation today, my brother, um, I've been doing Yob now for a little over five years and it's kind of just this thing, like, again, our family, it's like, Oh yeah, Tom's doing his own thing. Like he quit his job three years ago and he's doing this job thing. And I guess he's making a living off of it. Some question mark. I don't know. Um, what is like your, from your vantage point, like what, what do you think of your older brother? What do you think of Yob? Cause like there was one time where we had a little friend get together in Chattanooga. And I thought that was like the weirdest thing for me. It, it turned out really well. There was nothing weird about it, but it was strange for like two aspects of my world colliding my family and then Yob, like seven, eight of my Yob friends meeting you for the first time and us hanging out together. It was like, what is this? Like, is this strange? Is this strange for him? Cause it feels strange to me. Like, is this world that I'm in with Yob? Is this something that you've just gotten used to, or is it still weird or different for you? Like, What's like, uh, yeah, to, to close it out today, like what's, what's your vantage point on, on what I do and, and what Yob is all about? And how do you explain it to people? Do people ask you? Mm, there's a lot of questions in there. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, when, you, when you guys came to Chattanooga, uh, I remember, yeah, Tom's got some friends he's bringing. Cool. Like, and, and that's part of my... I'll hang out with anybody, you know, like that, that's always kind of just been something that's just normal for me. Um, so I didn't really feel like it was worlds colliding. Um, <laughs> the only thing I remember was, Hey, I've got this pie. I'm gonna bring him a pie. And so I don't know if you remember that. I just showed up to Coolidge park with, with an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You did bring it. It's like, here you go. Other Bye. brothers. <laughs> welcome to, welcome to the scenic city. I would have got you a choo-choo, but instead mm. you're getting a pie. Um, yeah. I mean, like from the professional side of it, um, that's still something I don't fully like understand, like what you do. Like, I know what you do, but I don't know like what you do. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's something that like, you know, it's just kind of that, that, cog in the wheel that I just don't fully understand. And I think that's with every job. Like, I don't know, you know what you what do. I, you know what I do, but you don't know like what I do. You know, you do documents or something. <laughs> I do business. He, he does the businesses. I w- welcome business. I have a question. Now I need you guys to answer this honestly, and this better make it in the podcast, Tom. Okay. <laughs> Did you pay Andy to be the voice of Yob or did you cash in a brother favor? No, I did not pay him. <laughs> I'm still waiting on those royalties. Was, <laughs> I'm still waiting a, on those royalties. That was like a huh. It would be nice to have not my voice playing constantly. So it'd be nice to have an outside voice be the voice for the intro. Who could I ask? Who has a good voice? Oh, my brother does. And he loves me. He'll do what I say. So he did. <laughs> well. Five percent of the next five book sales. If you head to where can they mm. go to buy your book, Tom? 
Once again, that is <laughs> store.yourotherbrothers.com. Tom, oh, that's another thing, Tom. At my wedding, you can't set up a table to sell. <laughs> I can't have a merch table. No, <laughs> no. that's great. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Uh, this other wedding was brought to you by your other <laughs> brothers. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be so fun, though. We could do a live podcast at your wedding. <laughs> that'd be so great. Do Dean, the, do Dean the Chris will be Collins there with play-by-play. Yeah, maybe Dean and I can just sneak off to the side and do mm. a little recording. There you um, go. Well, Andy, this was fantastic. This was fun to have you share about our dynamic. I learned some things about our story that I didn't know previously. So that's exciting. That's always fun to learn more. Well, this was fun. It was fun to come out once again. And and the door is now open to our third part of this series. We'll see where the journey takes us. But it's been fun to have these stories shared. I think bringing on the sisters next would be something. (laughs) That's the cliffhanger. That would be, that would be oh, pretty awesome. I so Andy's Andy's been on this show like so many times, you know, because he was on the main Yobcast. He's been on several convo casts, um, and it's always felt natural to ask him and to and Andy. You've been a good sport, and you've had some good conversations with me. And it has never been on my thought, like never a thought in my head that my sister would come on, or like, could you imagine my mother on this show, or. <laughs> <laughs> or my dad is so illustrious that but like that that's so that i don't i don't know what growth needs to happen until that juncture but this has been fun at least we need to get yeah. your other brother-in-law involved your other that's another show that's another show yeah though there's a limitless wall but uh <laughs> listeners would love to hear from you if, especially if you have brothers or even if you don't for that matter but would love to hear your thoughts your feedback on on this episode about having these kinds of conversations and these family dynamics um, have you experienced something like this coming out to your brother or, um, or is that something that you want to have happen or is, did it not go well? I'd love to hear all the stories that you guys have. Just go over to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast, find the episode 76 post and tell us a story. We would love to hear what you have to say. And I'm Nate Baranowski. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Um, and thank you, Black Eyes. I don't know. The, the sponsor wasn't strong this week, but we thank Black Eyes for sponsoring this episode of the Yobcast. I'm waiting on There's- that 5% royalty from... Hey, I don't, I don't know how these usually end, Tom, because usually like with 10 seconds left, I usually jump on out. But could it end with us <laughs> talking about football as the, the, the volume slowly fades away? Yes. Sure. We'll do our round of goodbyes as we go with our names. And then if you guys just want to talk about prospects for 2021, is that the season coming up? 2021. Okay. Um, <laughs> so on that note, this was so much fun, you guys. I hope the four of us can, I hope the four of us can exist in a geographical place someday. That would be fun. I would love to hang out. Maybe yeah. a, do an escape room together. I'll bring you guys something. a pie. Andy can bring. Yes, pie. I do expect pie now because what he does. I've, I've been told that's what you give to what, all of Tom's friends when you meet them. That's what we do now. Being Shows one of up. Tom's friends, I expect pie. He's just trying to be a good pie. host here. Yeah, but now this is fun, and uh, yeah, y'all stay tuned next week for another podcast as we go back and forth now between Yobcast and Convocast. All the casts here at Your Other Brothers. Um, for all your other brothers, my name is Tom. And I'm Andy. I'm Jacob. And I'm Nate. 
<laughs> reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. Take it away, Nate and Andy. What the Bears need is a franchise quarterback. Um, and because they haven't had one. How ever. are you going to get Russell Wilson? That's what I want to know. How on earth are you going to get Russell Wilson? I will give away Wilson? Khalil Mack. I will give away, well, we franchise tagged Allen Robinson. I will give away almost everyone for Russell Wilson. I don't, I don't think you have enough. I think you got to get a third team involved. There are always future draft picks. We could go out to 2029 and just give away all the first rounders. <laughs> I saw a mock trade the other day that included the Jets parting with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold I to the Seahawks. I, that was the that was the first time where I was like, all right, I can see that happen. Thanks for listening to your other brother's podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. Theme music is Fear Is Not My Lover by Nathan Rousseau. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009. You can also email us at podcast at yourotherbrothers.com. Or write to us at Your Other Brothers, P.O. Box 843, Asheville, North Carolina, 28802. If you enjoy our show, consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Your Other Bros. Finally, if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community-building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks, like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash your other bros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.